and welcome to mini episode 45 of Real Life Ghost Stories. How you do? We have four gorgeous listener stories for you today. Are you ready? I mean, it shooks me every time. Shooks you. Shooks me. Shooks you to death. (laughs) Story number one comes from Austin. It was the summer of 92 when my family and I pulled up to the house. I loved it immediately. I'm not sure if it was the house itself or what the house represented. My dad was a naval officer who, after over 20 years of service, had decided he was going to retire when his time was up. The house represented that the time of constantly moving was coming to an end. Don't get me wrong, I was going into my freshman year in high school and had already seen more of the country than most people see in their lifetime. It was just going to be nice to finally settle. The house was huge. It was a six-bedroom, two-bath house that I believe was built in the early 1900s. It had obviously been added on to throughout the years, as some of the rooms had a unique feature to them. The house almost had a feel of a smaller version of the Winchester Mansion. For example, there was a window between the formal and informal dining room. And I don't mean like an access window, I mean an actual old exterior window, frame and all. A couple of the rooms upstairs were added on to as well. The room my sister chose was a room that was long, narrow and had an old wooden siding of the house for one of the walls. You had to go through a guest room to get to it. Now, when I talk about some of the rooms having old wooden siding on the walls and windows from one room to the next, I don't mean that the additions were done lazily. This house was beautiful. Everything old and original but kept up very well from hardwood interior doors with the original hardware to deep clawfoot bathtubs in the bathrooms. Everything was original, but kept up nicely through the years. Things did not start happening right away that I am aware of. Or maybe it was and we were just oblivious to it. But as far as I know, there was at least a girl in her teens and a boy around seven connected to the house. I know this because I saw them myself. My first experience was with my dad. We were sitting in the den watching TV. From the couch we were able to see the kitchen through the door. I saw movement at the corner of my eye and looked up. I saw a girl walk through the kitchen from the formal dining room to the informal dining room. My dad asked, Are your mom and sister back from shopping? Because he had seen her also. We were both confused because we did not hear the front door. You always knew when someone went through the front door of the house. The piston on the storm door was not adjusted correctly so it slammed every time. I got up and went into the informal dining room to see if anyone was there. No one. My next encounter was a little more startling. I came home from my girlfriend's house late one night. I heard the TV on so I went through the den to get to my room in the basement. My younger brother had a friend staying the night and they were both asleep on the couches. I got down to my room and got ready for bed. I turned the light off and just as I lay down I looked over to see a boy standing near the bed looking at me. He looked to be about seven or eight and the light coming in from the window behind him showed his blondish hair. The weird thing is is that I couldn't see his face at all. My brain could only rationally think that my brother's friend had somehow followed me down to my room and I was just now noticing. 
What the hell are you doing down here? I asked him. There was no answer. So I grabbed my pillow and swung at the boy. My pillow and my hand went right through him. And the boy turned and ran from my door. I jumped out of bed after him. As soon as he got to the door, he turned as though he was trapped. Again, my brain not thinking rationally, I had my fist back ready to swing. And then he disappeared. I flipped on the light and looked around trying to make sense of what I just saw. It couldn't have been a dream, I had literally just laid down. I grabbed my pillow and my blanket, went back to the den and slept on the hardwood floor. When I was telling my family about my experience, my dad decided to tell us about an encounter that he had had. He didn't want to tell us because he was afraid that it would scare us too much. One night he had gotten up to use the bathroom. My parents' bedroom door opened to a four foot by four foot landing. To the left was the bathroom, straight ahead was the stairs, and the right was the guest room that gave access to my sister's room that I mentioned earlier. When he opened his door, a girl who he thought was my sister, had walked from the bathroom to the guest room. Keep in mind that the landing is only four foot by four foot. My dad had to actually stop at his door to keep from running into the girl. Is everything okay? he asked, thinking it was my sister. There was no answer. And assuming it was my sister sleepwalking, he followed to make sure that she got back to bed okay. The girl went through my sister's doorway turned the corner towards my sister's bed out of sight. My dad, who was two steps behind her, walked through the doorway only to find my sister fast asleep in bed on the other end of her long and narrow bedroom. We never felt threatened by anything that went on. We would occasionally hear footsteps coming down the stairs with nobody there. Our dog, Tux, would sit at the bottom of the stairs looking up as if he was expecting someone to come down. One night I was home alone. By this time, we had made renovations to the house and moved the kitchen into the informal dining room to make it a neat-in kitchen. We made the kitchen into an office area with my mother's piano in it. This room was at the bottom of the stairs. I was sitting at the computer and Tux was at my feet. Everything was quiet until I heard a doorknob turn upstairs. I sat there listening as I heard a door upstairs open and then close. I didn't think a whole lot about it because at this point the footsteps on the stairs happened once in a while and like I said we never felt threatened. But what happened next was different. Tux heard it as well and he sat at the bottom of the steps looking up as he usually did. I watched as Tux then stood up and the hair started to stick up on his back. It was not until Tux started to growl that I decided to nope out of there. I almost left without my shoes, as I was apologising to Tux for leaving him there. I just needed to drive a little to get the spooked feeling out of me. And when I got home, everything was fine. I've done research on the house to see if there was any kind of tragedy that occurred there, but was unable to find anything. We've since moved out of the house, and I often think about the new owners and wonder if they're experiencing the same things that we did. I just hope they were able to accept the boy and the girl like we did. I would not be able to accept any children ghosts in my house. Although they do seem to be fairly innocuous, don't they? Is that the right word? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And they weren't really like trying to spook them or threaten them or 
Like the girl just did a lot of walking around, bless her, didn't she? Yeah. Which is fair. You got to get places, haven't you? So yeah, you got to you got to get places. Best way to do that is on your legs. So yeah. why not? You yeah. walk from one end of the house to the other, girl. You do you, boo. And I, 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 yeah, I just couldn't handle it though. I couldn't handle it. I mean, I have to say, being bedrooms in the basement blows my mind. First of all, <laughs> just blows my mind. But second of all, getting into bed and having a little boy standing yeah, there, I'd was, be swinging mm, for him as well, to be honest. Yep. And especially if it was my brother's weird little friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, you're a freak, get away from my bed. In some ways, it being his brother's friend would be even worse, I think. Yeah, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and our second story today comes from Joe. When I was a child, I used to look around my room when I woke up. I liked to focus on the things around me and get lost in thought. One morning, at around 6am, I began to focus on my curtains. It was still somewhat dark, with light shining through the cracks of the dark red fabric. There was something off about them, and I began to hone in on the crack between the curtains. The crack was pitch black, and it began to warp and change. At first I thought it was something wrong with my eyes, but what formed next was very clearly the silhouette of an arm pushing through the crack. This was followed by a leg. I was thoroughly spooked and confused. Finally, a head. Half of what looked like a person was hanging out of my curtains. I was terrified. As I stared in shock for a few moments, it vanished like dust blowing away in the wind. I did what any child who was scared would do. I turned to my side and put my blanket over me, hoping to put it out of my mind. Blankets definitely must have some magical properties that ward off demon shadow people. At least I must have thought so. I managed to forget about it and began to fall asleep. Something tapped my shoulder. It felt like a cat's paw and as my brother liked to annoy me by prodding at me with the cat, I thought it was him and told him to go away. He began to tap more vigorously. And I turned over and yelled, what? It wasn't my brother. It wasn't a cat. Something began screaming at me inches from my face. It was only there for an instant and then it faded away. My heart was racing and my breathing heavy. All that remained in front of me were those curtains and I could not let them out of my sight. I'm not sure what this thing was. But I found out from my mother that someone had drowned in the bathroom at our house a hundred years prior. My cat also died around this time, so perhaps they're related. There were other odd things that happened in the house, but nothing that stands out as much as this. Oh, imagine having something screaming in your face. I don't even mind that bit of it, right? Because you could... How can you not mind it? Yeah, but you could logic that away. You could go, okay, as an adult, I can see that was sleep paralysis or whatever. But lying in bed and seeing an arm come around oh, your curtains, no. absolutely not. And then a leg and then a head. Oh, it oh, actually... It's so, like, creepy, isn't it? Like, creepy as in creeping, as in something yes. creeping out. Skulking than, yeah. out from behind your curtains. Mm. It actually made my hair stand on end. Mm-mm. Not having that, not no. interested. And I do agree with blankets having magical properties. We all know that. Yep, that's true. 100%. The minute you've got blankets on you, nothing can get you. See, my problem is... The blankets are so short that if I pull them over my head, my feet are exposed. And I'm also really concerned about having my feet exposed. Well, we've all seen paranormal activity. Mm. 
I was fucked up after watching that film and she gets dragged out of the bed by her leg. So, long and short of it, I need bigger blankets. But now, to be honest, I mean, the pandemic has hit me so hard that I don't sleep with the blankets over my legs anymore. Sometimes I don't even sleep with blankets on me at all. That's how little I care. (laughs) Honestly. And our third story today comes from Morgan. My parents' house is well known for activity. You can feel it intensely in certain rooms. First, my little sister at the age of five was lying in my parents' bed. She woke up in the middle of the night crying and pointing at the ceiling, telling my mom and dad that there was a lady in a red hat clinging to the bedpost and staring at them. She had this happen a couple of times and would be bawling. She's now 18 and can still recall that experience very vividly. Secondly, I remember being young, maybe 10 or so, and in the room next to my older sister. I heard a large bang on her wall in the middle of the night. The next day I asked her about it. She told me she was laying in bed and opened her eyes to see a cowboy figure right next to her staring at her. She was so shocked that she flung herself backwards away from it and hit the wall, which was the sound I heard. Around the same time period I had my own experiences. The first handful were all dreams, but 15 years later I will never forget them. All night I had vivid dreams of being possessed. The first dream I walked out of my room. The entire house was dimmed and as I walked towards the kitchen a lady was at the stove. I was much shorter than her, but as I walked up to her she grimly looked down at me and smiled. It was an eerie feeling knowing that the house was empty and it was just her and I. I woke up terrified but fell back asleep. Next dream occurred and I was standing in my kitchen to see a man out the backyard door. In my dream I knew he was a demon. The door is clear and he is banging, laughing and trying to get inside. I'm so incredibly angry but also fed up that I opened the door and I was about to scream at him but I immediately felt an intense heavy feeling on my body. I couldn't speak. And I fell to the ground and he was laughing. Typing that one out still gives me chills. I still remember what he looked like. On that same night I had one last dream. I was in a random empty wooden house and no one was there. I was walking through a wooden closet and when I came out I was in a great room that was made of this beautiful light wood from floor to ceiling. That same heavy feeling came over me and I fell straight back onto the ground feeling an electric sensation go up and down my body as if I was being possessed. No joke, I had another dream following that was similar but more violent. I was 13 at the time and had no problem going and getting my mom to come sleep with me for the rest of the night. I hadn't been to church in years, but the next morning I went to church and got prayed over. The dream stopped for the most part. I was in a daze for days, just not feeling right in the head from it. A couple of years later, when I had the room my sister was in, where she had seen the cowboy, I had a few unsettling occurrences of my own. First, I recall laying in my bed, with the door near the front of the bed. I always had it cracked open as I was scared of the dark. I woke up in the middle of the night to see my mom standing at the foot of my bed, white and semi-clear. She had a very blank face, and was just staring at me. I screamed and shortly my mom and dad came running down the hall. It was gone after a few seconds, but I will never forget it. 
I've no idea why what I saw looked like my mom and I don't think I ever will know. The second experience in that room, as a teenager emerging into the social media scene, I liked to take mirror selfies. In two in particular, there were the shapes of figures. One of a man in the background floating above my bed with a baseball cap. He was clear, but his body, hat and face were clearly defined. The second photo was that of what I would describe as a demon face. I showed my boyfriend's mom at the time. She was religious and gave me spiritual oil to use to clear the room. I remember when I did it I was so scared I was shaking, but afterwards anything abnormal stopped. I'd shown a couple of family members the pictures and they agreed it was terrifying. I wanted it to be in the past so I completely deleted them so I would never see them again. It wasn't until around six years later when I was staying the night at my boyfriend's house that I experienced something apparently out of the ordinary. I was sleeping and he had been in the living room watching TV. He opened the bedroom door and I woke up. Right next to him, as he was walking in, I saw a man in a baseball cap looking down as if he was counting money or holding a wallet in his hands. I was frozen. I looked at my boyfriend as he walked towards me and put his cup on the nightstand next to me. I then looked back over at the man and he was still standing there. My boyfriend was following my eyes and my terrified face and asked me what was wrong. I couldn't speak. After a couple of seconds I could finally let out a word and told him what I saw. He was convinced that I was still sleeping but how could that be? I was sitting up in bed, fully cognizant, and even when I looked away and back the man was still there. Weird that he was in a baseball cap, just like the man that was in my picture about 10 years earlier. I haven't had anything happen since these incidents. I would say that I'm very intuitive when it comes to people and places. I can know in a split second walking into someone's home if something feels off, and I still hate sleeping in the dark or alone when my boyfriend is out of town. I'm 27, but I still act like I'm five. My cousin who is near my age is the same, but she sees ghosts regularly. In her own home, she has seen family who has passed. She says they will simply walk by her and walk through the wall into a different room. Sometimes they acknowledge her and give her a casual comforting nod. She's used to it now. I think my fear prevents me from experiencing the same, which I am thankful for. If you can hear some strange noises during that story, it's Tiny Bim, who is sound asleep and snoring heavily. Yeah, she's asleep on the chair beside me, so she's uh, and she's completely dead to the world and snoring very loudly. <laughs> so don't worry, it's not a demon or anything. Who is the cowboy figure? And it's a good one, right? Mm. I think we've had a cowboy figure before. We have. In another story. We've got two very distinct figures here, haven't we? We've got the cowboy figure and the baseball hat figure. Like two completely different time periods, mm. which I'm into. Mm. Love that energy. So maybe it's her. And also, she's got evidence, ghostly evidence. So, true. Well, it's not up for debate whether it's true or false, really, is it? No, but, you know, even more so, because she's got photos. Oh, even more true. Yeah. Evidence, photographic evidence. I... Everybody seems so calm when they tell these stories. I mean, mine would be me screaming. (laughs) Or crying. Or... Hitting somebody that I thought was a ghost that ended up being a real person and then feeling really bad about it, or it would, I like, it would be coupled with outrageous behavior from me. 
the mm. story would be partially the ghost story and partially my terrible behavior around the incident like i would have broken up with a boyfriend instantly first time it happened never come back here again mate sorry it's been nice Sorry, this is clearly about you and I'm never coming back yep, again. 100%. Of all reasons to be broken up with somebody, you can be like, it's actually not you. Well, no, sorry, it is you. I'm not even going to lie. It's you. It's you and that fucking ghost. And yep. the boyfriend's like, what? Yep. Sorry, mate. Things are over. We're done. Finito. Never coming back here again. And if you see me with the trail of gasoline as I walk out of your house, run. And our fourth story today comes from the lovely Nikki. And Nikki is a co-host of the Game Till 5 podcast and also the Not For Girls podcast. And I would highly recommend both of them. I'll leave the links in the description for this episode. This story is about my mum's house, which I've recently moved out of. It's actually the main reason why I'm now okay with telling you this story. The house was my family home from when I was 15 years old. It was built around the early 1900s and is located in the town of Bournemouth in England. It's worth noting that I've always been somewhat a believer in the paranormal and would often know right from the start if a house didn't feel right or if it seemed to have a weird presence. However, I never had any weird feelings in this house. But that is until the series of events I'm going to tell you about now. So my bedroom was on the third floor of the house and was a semi-converted attic room. You'd probably expect most of the weird shit to happen there based on the description, but this story actually revolves around another room in the house. This room was the spare room and used to be my older brother's room. Because my room was in the attic, during the hottest and coldest summer and winter months it was pretty uncomfortable to sleep in, so if no one was staying in the spare room, I would sleep in there instead. As I said before, everything was fine until I was around 25 or 26 when some strange things started happening in that room. It started out of the blue. I began having really weird experiences at night. I'm not sure whether these were dreams, sleep paralysis, or maybe I was really awake. But occasionally in the morning or at night, I would feel that someone was in my bed with me, normally behind me in a spooning position where I couldn't see them. But sometimes it felt like they were on top of me and occasionally it felt kind of weirdly intimate. Before you say anything, there was definitely never anyone in the bed or in my room that I would have known about. I'm an incredibly light sleeper and noise tends to wake me up. I've suffered from sleep paralysis before and in my opinion it was nothing like this. Something that always freaked me out was it always felt like that whatever it was wasn't fully there. I never remember them other than being a sort of blur or just a general presence and I never remembered seeing their face. I would stir after this happened and wake up in a daze feeling like there was somebody next to me still, until the point where I'd actually have to physically check and obviously nobody was ever there. I always sensed that it was a male presence. I know how creepy this sounds but even after waking and checking to see if there actually was somebody in my bed, but I still never felt scared by it. I never felt like it was there to hurt me or to frighten me. It genuinely felt like a comforting presence most of the time despite sometimes feeling that it was on top of me, weighing down on me. I just made light of it. Besides, I could just be having weird dreams and sleep paralysis, right? I also googled and found people having similar experiences with feeling like a presence was hugging or being intimate, and a lot of people would blame sleep paralysis, 
and I just didn't really look into it more than that, and it seemed to stop after a while. A few years after that, I met my now boyfriend Ed and I was living back home. Ed had obviously stayed at my house many times and never said he felt anything weird or paranormal. Until the night we slept in that room. We would only ever sleep in my attic room when he was over. However, this night there was quite bad weather and it was very noisy in the attic. It was about 1am and we couldn't sleep. So I decided we should move to the spare room to sleep as it was keeping us both awake. We sleepily made our way into the spare room and got back into bed. Five minutes passed, when Ed started complaining about wanting to go back upstairs and if it was okay for him to go back to my bed. I was really annoyed by this and confused as I didn't really want to go back up there as I knew I couldn't sleep there because of the noise and I was just really tired. He kept saying he didn't want to sleep in this room and wouldn't stop going on about it. I then realised that his tone was actually quite serious and he started saying that he felt emotional and sick like he wanted to cry. At this point I realised something must be wrong because he'd never acted like this before. I couldn't understand why he was so bothered about going back upstairs. But sensing the tone in his voice and seeing how emotional he was, I started to get worried. So I said, okay, let's go back upstairs then. As soon as we went upstairs and crossed the threshold into my attic room, he seemed to completely calm down and explained that he felt like something didn't want him in that room or even in the house. He said he felt like something wanted him to leave and wanted him to get out. He explained it as wanting to cry and be sick at the same time and that he felt absolutely terrified. I'd never seen him like this so I was getting a bit weirded out and I jokingly said, is it because there's a ghost in the spare room? Knowing that I told him the story before. To which he replied, I didn't realise that that was the ghost room. I also assumed it was the attic room. At this point, I suddenly felt very uncomfortable and I began to wonder if this was all connected. I started to think that whatever was in the room didn't like me and Ed sleeping in the bed together or him being close to me. I'd never slept in that room with anyone else before, so I had really nothing to compare this situation to. All I knew was that I didn't really want to go back in there anytime soon. The next day I made him go back into the room in daylight, hoping he'd feel nothing and we could just brush it off and blame tiredness. But he said that it still felt weird and uncomfortable and he didn't want to be in the room. I tried to talk him into sleeping in there again but he was adamant that something was not right and even now he still won't go in there. I honestly don't know if my ghost spooner was really sleep paralysis or if my boyfriend just had a weird and funny turn due to tiredness that night. Or maybe I do have a clingy ghost that lives in the spare room who has a thing for me and can't deal with me sharing the bed with other men. I'm not sure I'll ever know. But one day I hope to get Ed to stay another night while my mum still owns the house just to see if anything happens again. What's really strange about this story is that it just... I think we're so used to having stories where people are like, oh, this house was haunted from the day dot we've moved in. I knew straight away it was weird. In this story, it just started inexplicably. It's which, so strange, isn't it? Which is now making me feel a little bit like it was when I found out that ghosts can start fires. So it, it can start suddenly. Is yeah. that what you're thinking? You're like, oh, no. Yeah. Are you going to have a ghost spooner too? Oh, I don't think there's any chance of anything resting in our bed. <laughs> Why? Because you move so much when you sleep. Oh, that is really unfair. (laughs) 
That's really unfair. That is scurrilous claims on my character. Nikki, I feel like you need to explore this more. You know, there's some sort of like, is it Incubus or Succubus? Which one is it? Incubus. I don't know which way around it is. I don't know which way around it is either. But either way, there's some sort of Incubus, Succubus vibes going on. You've got yourself an admirer. You can get on, you know, Take a Break magazine. You can sell that story for 50 quid and be like, my ghost boyfriend got jealous my ghost lover got jealous of my real boyfriend you know that kind of headline love it they would definitely buy that as well Nikki. Oh, 100% but I'm, I'm saying don't go back there but by all means exploit the story <laughs> or sell the story on like uh, this morning and stuff you know yeah. where they're like and next up we have a lady who's married a ghost love love it yeah. like Nikki you need to make make your money off this girl yeah I, it's, it's uncomfortable though isn't it I it is uncomfortable I think feeling watched is one thing feeling someone in bed with you is even worse <laughs> And we have had stories about that before yeah. where people have felt somebody get into bed with them yeah. thinking it's their other half and yeah. then realising the other half is downstairs or whatever or woken up and thought, oh, who the fuck is in my bed? Mm. So it's not actually that unusual. No, it's not nice. And I also feel Nikki's pain with being a light sleeper as well, like me. That must be really irritating. And if you enjoyed this week's episode you can find everything you need to know about us on real life ghost stories podcast.com you can send your own spooky story to real life ghost stories podcast at gmail.com you can support us on patreon patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories where for five dollars or two dollars a month you get access to heaps of extra content and on that note we shall see you next week bye